If you would, if you would, Mark chapter 5, verses 22 through 34, we'll be reading from the King James Version. Amen. Let the old school say amen. I'm reading from the King James. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 22 through 34. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My daughter, my little daughter, lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes. You know, if you read from Luke or Matthew, it says, if you can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? who touched my garment, who touched my robe. And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest all these people around you thronging thee, and saith, Thou who touched me, everybody touched you. That was, a, that was a, uh, in, the, in the King James on the side of you. And he looked around about to see her and had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Lord, please help me bring a word for your people right now. Help me take them to another level in you. Lord, help me help you to rightly divide the word of truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Uh, I, I, I want to speak to you from the subject, faith, the rule breaker. Faith, the, the, the rule breaker. Because uh, I, I really don't go by rules a lot. And people always tell me, you can't do that, and you can't do it this way. But my faith always tell me, if God said it's going to get done, and I know me, I ain't going to say, I write every now and then. I can write. You know, I wrote a book. Some of y'all bought it. I can write if I want to. But sometimes I don't want to go through all that red tape. I just want to go to the source and say, this is what I need. This is what I want. And I feel like it's going to happen because I know what I'm asking, lining up with what God said. So my faith going to make my situation whole because I ain't got time to be going through all that stuff. I got too many responsibilities to handle than to be going through all this red tape when God told me I'm supposed to have something. I'm just keeping it 100. That's how I think. And so, so first of all, I just want to go ahead and straighten up. First of all, can y'all clap for my media team and, and, and camera team and all that? Clap for them. Amen. Because they got all this stuff together, and I changed the scripture this morning. So I just want to thank them so much for their hard work and dedication. 
and for my last minute changes, I'm gonna blame it on the Holy Ghost. I definitely ain't gonna take the blame. Uh, but but anyway, for so the funny thing about it is over three quarters of March content. See, first of all, uh, the, the the gospels, the three gospels, not not Matthew, Mark, and and, and not John, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the Synoptic Gospels. And and the funny thing about it is over three quarters of Mark's content is found in both Matthew and Luke. And nine of seven percent of Mark is found in at least one of the other two Synoptic Gospels. Uh, and so additionally, Matthew, um, uh, uh, 24% of Matthew and 23% of Luke have material in common that is not found in Mark, right? And, and, and so a lot of times people get confused because you wonder what text. Anyway, at the end of the day, all of them told the same story. A lot of times, all three of them tell the same story, but, th but this particular story, they said the same thing. And one thing they all agreed about, Jesus was going around healing folk before he got there. Now, now Matthew and, and no, no, Mark and Luke talk about how he healed the demoniac man that was, that was in the tomb breaking chains and talking about uh, what she, when Jesus said, what's your name? He said, uh, we're called Legion because there's many uh, of us, but we won. We in agreement. And he was out there breaking chains. I don't know about you, but if somebody hanging out in the graveyard, I ain't trying to go talk to them and ask them what's wrong, what's your name? <laughs> but that's, that's who Jesus was. What's your name? First of all, why are you in the graveyard? I, I don't know. Uh, you're just taking a tool, <laughs> uh, but but they're at the graveyard and they ask him. But but then but then Matthew he talks about how Jesus healed the the man who was who who was crippled, and see Matthew you know he's an aristocrat so he began to talk about that. But his main text in this, but the precursor was to talk about how the Pharisees was upset, how they were gossiping and mad because he. He healed this man, and he told him his sin was forgiven. So Matthew was just talking about the gossip because he was from the gossip because them his people, right? And so anyway, the, the, now we're in the text where everybody agreed that this woman needed some healing, right? And all of them agreed she broke the line. This high-ranking official was coming to see Jesus. In fact, the text said, and he started walking with him, and all of a sudden, this lady broke the line. Come on, though. Tell, tell, tell your neighbor, faith don't do lines. We, 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 we don't do lines. We, we, we don't wait on stuff. We, we want our stuff right now. We, faith, faith don't go through red tape. Faith say, look here, I got a problem, God. I need you to handle it right now. You know how black we are right now. So, so anyway, but this woman, she, she was rejected by religion. She was afflicted with an uncontrollable hemorrhage and was considered unclean. No one could touch her or anything she touched. She, 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 when we say she had the cooties. Y'all remember that? No, nobody could touch her because she, she had the cooties. She, she was ostracized and cut off from society and excommunicated from religious observances. If she was married, she would have had to get a divorce according to Leviticus 15, 25, and 27. The fact that this woman's uncleanliness had sunk deeply into her mind for she had been cut off from society, family, left alone for 12 years. For 12 years, she couldn't talk to nobody. For 12 years, she was isolated. 
For 12 years, she couldn't even be around people. She had gone to every doctor she had ever heard of to help her. Now she was poor because she had spent all of her money to be healed, yet they still didn't cure her. She had daily experienced the pit of loneliness, unacceptance, and low self-esteem. She was nothing in her own eyes. Therefore, in approaching Jesus, she felt both embarrassment and unworthiness. Her hemorrhaging was personal and intimate matter that was too embarrassing to be discussed before people, and she felt Jesus would never touch her because of her uncleanliness. She was too unclean. However, she had exactly what it takes to get help from God, a desperation and a belief that Jesus could help her. When we can picture her wondering, what am I going to do? He will never greet me. I'm unclean. Jairus is a high-ranking official. He's about to walk away with him. Other people in the crowd want him. Ooh, he, he, he not going to speak to me. I have no hope of being healed now. No chance that Jesus is going to even speak to me. But all of a sudden, she knew, if I can just touch his garment, I shall be made whole. I don't know about you, but have you ever just had something just hit you all of a sudden and you knew God was going to make a way out of no way? You was in the midst of hopelessness. You couldn't pay your bills. You couldn't handle anything that came against you. You had everything coming at you like a flood, but all of a sudden you knew I God got me out of this one year ago and two years ago. I know he can get me out now. Jesus, I need you right now. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know you can make a way out of no way. Ooh, symbolically, her disease is a clear picture of what sin does. It cuts off a person from God and from true fellowship with believers. The only means of restoration is to come to Jesus as she did in contrast to what men do when they are confronted with uncleanliness. Jesus responds. He does not ostracize. Jesus calls. He does not divorce. Jesus adopts, he does not excommunicate. In the midst of her hopelessness, there was a secret hope for health by this woman. She had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. She was desperately hopeless, feeling ashamed, embarrassed, and unworthy. According to the law, she was not even supposed to be in the crowd at all. She wasn't even supposed to be outside when people was outside. She was supposed to be isolated, but her desperation drove her to Jesus. Can you, can you, when you get to a desperate situation, you ain't got time to be listening to the people and all them daggone rules they made, they made with their own human mind to tell you how you can approach somebody and what you're not supposed to do. You better talk to somebody and let them know, I don't go by the rules. They told me you can't get in touch in the police to pay for something. When you talking about they the one beating on folk, watch me. I need y'all to pay for this, and they did. Why? Because I said it's going to make you look good to help us help you with us. Come on, somebody. You got to understand that you don't have to go by the rules that the world sets for you because God, he will begin a good work, and you shall finish it, and he didn't say how he was going to get it done. I ain't got time to walk to your beat and God's beat at the same time. 
I'll be dancing like my white counterpart. I won't have no rhythm if I try to dance with your beat and God at the same time. She knew that the, the healing power was supposed to be on the garments, on the robe of the priest, because when they wrapped the oil, when they let the oil fall on their hair, it ran all the way down their robe, and the anointing was thought to be in the robe. And that's what they thought, and that's what they thought, but the anointing is in you. That's why when I get up here without a tie, some folk think the anointing ain't here. Where is the tie? Where is the suit? The anointing ain't there because it's in the tie. Even if the tie don't match. Some of y'all want to come get me a tie right now and put it on with my jogging suit. You don't care, long with the tie on. And, and she knew if I can just touch his garment. And that was the, 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 the law because they understood that the, the healing power was in the robe of the priest. But she wasn't supposed to touch the priest. In fact, she wasn't even supposed to be in the crowd. She wasn't supposed to be outside. She was supposed to be at home. She was supposed to be in the house. Hey, go ahead and put the graph back up there. I like that graph. It's dark. It ain't all bright. Put it, put it, put it, put it. So they can know faith. Faith breaks all the rules. So, so she, she, she in the midst of her, 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 I gotta let you know. I, let me show you this. First of all, she wasn't supposed to be in the crowd. First rule break. She wasn't supposed to be outside. She broke a man. Sorry, women. Don't hit me with your high heels. Back then, you couldn't do that. She broke a man. Not only did she break line in front of a man, she broke line in front of a high-ranking official. And, and, and she pressing through the crowd. See, and I believe that in the midst of her walking through the crowd, even though they was all on Jesus, I believe they saw her coming and moved out the way. Ooh, that's, the, that's the lady with them problems. You, you, I want to see you today, Jesus, but it, it's all right. Sometimes you can't worry about what you look like to people. So what they reject you. So what they don't like you. You better keep on pressing your behind the church anyway. Don't you worry about them aristocratic people in the church pew who are always looking down at you because you're wearing the same outfit, because you don't have no money. They used to be broke just like you. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about if you came in here and your shoes are a little torn. Don't worry about if you came in here and you don't understand all the theology. Don't worry about you coming here and don't even know what Genesis, Leviticus, or Exodus is. Who cares about that? As long as you come in 
to see Jesus. Don't you let anybody move you away. And if they move out of the way of you, who cares? It's giving you more room to get to Jesus. I don't care if you move out my way. I'm trying to get to Jesus. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm trying to get to Jesus. I don't care if you don't accept me. I'm trying to get to Jesus. Some of y'all go to work every day to a boss you don't like, but say, I don't go to church because they mean they mean it's your job. I ain't got time to try to figure out if this your seat or not. I'm, I'm trying to see Jesus. <laughs> I ain't got time to understand the protocol of church. I'm trying to see, see Jesus. I, I ain't got time to put on no suit and no high heels. I'm trying to see, see Jesus. I, I ain't got time to put a tie on this morning. I, I'm trying to see Jesus. I, I ain't got time to try to make myself look like how you want me to look. I'm trying to see Jesus. I don't care if you get mad if I shout out a turn. I'm trying to see Jesus. I ain't trying to see you. I'm trying to see Jesus. Truth be told, I ain't even trying to see Pastor Maxwell. I want to hear what the Word of God has to say because I'm trying to see Jesus. I don't care if Pastor teaches or not. I came to see Jesus. I don't care who preaches. I don't care if their shoes match. I don't care if they got it together. I don't care if they smell good. I don't care if they stink. I came to church to see Jesus. I ain't come to follow all them rules. My faith has made me whole. I ain't got time to... Ooh. See, she, she went to touch him. And she wants them both to touch him. But in this moment, we see how Jesus is intertestamental. He's in the middle of it all. He's, he's intertestamental because she wasn't supposed to touch him, but she did. And law-wise, she should have got healed because she touched the priest, but she shouldn't have touched the priest without permission, especially since she was a woman, especially since she had an issue of blood. She wasn't supposed to be there, but she broke all the rules. And even though she broke the rules to fulfill the law, God ushered in grace to make sure the law didn't destroy her. And so, oh, y'all don't hear me. He's intertestamental. That's why when he was on the cross, I look at it and he was intertestamental in the middle of the Old and the New Testament. And when he sat on the cross, his left arm stretched from Malachi all the way to Genesis. His right arm stretched from Matthew all the way to Revelation. And they crossed his legs and put a nail through both of his shins with one nail to show you that the Old Testament and the New Testament were going to be brought together by Jesus. He didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. And because one nail that's why they didn't break his legs on the cross. See on the cross they would break your legs because even though you hurt and even though you're about to die, even though you're in pain, even there's no hope you're going to live because you're on the cross that will hang you in such a way that your weight would be causing you to suffocate. And when you were nailed to the cross, you would have to push up to breathe because the weight of your body was crushing your lungs. You had to push up. And some folk like us, they don't want to be at work long. Amen. Just walk by, pow, break their legs. 
I'm ready to go home. The Falcons play. They might lose, but I got to break your leg. I got to get home. Oh, I forgot the chicken wings. <laughs> and they break their legs so they would stop surviving. But God said, you're not going to touch my son's leg because the foundation of my church and the kingdom shall be built on him. But in order for you to understand that he is dead and prove that he's dead, I'm going to let you pierce him in his side so that the blood and the water can flow up out of him because the blood signifies cleanliness and the water does also. The water brings life in the natural and blood brings life in the spirit. Blood cleanses you in the spirit but water cleanses you in the midst of the natural but blood cleanses your whole body because that's what blood is. It flows through your body to clean you and Jesus said I'm going to shed my blood to clean you in the spirit because you will never get it right. I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill it because I know you can't fulfill it on your own. And this woman already understood theology. She said I know who this is. This is the son of God. I saw him heal other people. If I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll be made whole. Jesus response. It's fourfold. Number one, he turned to the woman. There was no way Jesus could have felt the touch on his robe. He was being pressed by the crowd. Yet when she stepped up behind him and touched his robe, he knew. How did he know? Her faith touched him. See, it is faith that touches Jesus. Faith will never go unnoticed or ignored by Jesus because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Virtue, power, and life went out of Jesus into her. When a person places his faith or her faith in Jesus and his power, it touches Jesus and Jesus infuses his virtue, his power and life into that person. This is what life and salvation are all about. The infusion of God's virtue, power and life into the spirit of a man and woman. Jesus stopped and turn to the woman, to Jesus, the most important work in all the world is meeting a person's need. The more desperate the need, the more Jesus wants to stop and face the need. Nothing will keep Jesus from stopping and turning to a person who comes to him in desperation. See, y'all want to come with your sophisticated selves. Even though you're broken down, you want to come to God with your sophisticated self. You need to give Jesus the real and say, look here, God, I'm tired. I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. I need you to show up or I'm going to lose my mind. I need you to do something right here, right now. I'm at the end of my rope. Stop trying to be fake to God. He already know what you're thinking anyway. You may as well tell him the truth. Number two, Jesus saw the woman. He saw her desperation, her confession of hopelessness, her need, her faith, and his heart went out to her from the depths of his compassion. Jesus knew that the woman didn't have the support of her father like Jairus' daughter. 
He, she didn't have any some friends. She didn't have anybody. She was lonely and abandoned. Find comfort in this. Jesus will stop and help people that don't have anybody before he stops to help people that have support. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. Some of you all feel lonely and ostracized and by yourself, but you need to know that you have a friend in Jesus. He will always stick closer to you than any brother. Even if you make your bed in hell, Jesus is right there with you. He loves you just that much. Who cares? They don't like you. So what? They can't do nothing for you. See, 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 you got to understand that he want to support you for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But was in all points tempted like as we are. <laughs> Ooh, yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to, to help in the time of need. When you are lonely, Jesus can relate to you because of the way he was ostracized by his disciples and people when he was about to go to the cross. He can relate to people whose parents abandoned them because his own father turned his back on him on the cross. He can relate to people fighting a deadly disease because he became every disease, every sin, every infirmity that you would ever face or commit. He became that on the cross. He understands all temptations that we are faced with. That's why we can boldly say neither height nor depth nor anything in creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus. He came to reconcile God to us and us to God. He died just so we wouldn't have to die so that when we die, we go to heaven and have everlasting life. He did it because he loves us. Three, Jesus adopted the woman. He called her daughter and adopted her into the family of God. He spoke to her in behalf of the Father and gave her the assurance that she was accepted by God. The fact that God would keep her as con was conveyed to her immediately. Note also that Jesus said, be of good cheer. She experienced the, con the, 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 the consolation and assurance of God immediately. Be of good cheer. Jesus got you. What you going through? Be of good cheer. Jesus got you. He'll never put more on you than you can bear. If you're going through it, that means you can handle it and he knows you're going to win. So stop feeling bad for yourself and say like the disciples, I get to be persecuted because God understands that you can make it and he'll give you double for your trouble. If I get double, I'd rather go through more hell than less hell because double is, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? I want double for my trouble, Lord. When a person really comes to God in desperation, God immediately gives a knowledge of adoption and comfort. <clears throat> he gives such a release from the pressure and desperation. First of all, can I tell you something? Oh, ain't no little kids out here. Good. Now, we won no mistake, but some of us came from the backseat of a Buick, and we weren't playing. Just saying. <clears throat> yeah, some stuff just happened. We here though. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, and doesn't mean God doesn't love us because we were playing. <clears throat> but I know my mama and daddy love me. I do. But 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 if somebody adopts you, you definitely know they plan to have you. Because when they adopt you, they go through all the red tape, they go through all the paperwork, they go through everything, they go through interviews, people got to be all in your business just for you to adopt a child. So God has adopted you and said, you are mine. And you got to let the devil know that you adopted and God went to get you because he loves you that much and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So he may as well leave you alone. Devil, you just wasting your time because God loves me so much. He adopted me and called me his daughter. He adopted me and called me his son. Therefore, I don't have to worry about you because I'm a son or daughter. See, see, people get mad at me because I talk to God certain type of ways when I'm upset. But if you got a relationship with God, talk to God how you talk to God. Let me deal with God how I deal with God, and you deal with God how you deal with God. In fact, get out of my conversation. Because see, every now and then in the weight room, I got my big headphones on, and every now and then I'm talking to God, and I don't be knowing people hear me. And people say, why are you talking to God like that? Because I'm mad. Mind your business. I'm upset. He made me do something I didn't want to do. Well, God never did me like that because you don't know him. I'm just thinking about it. Maybe I should have said it that way. <laughs> but if you have a relationship with God, you're going to wrestle with him every now and then. If, if I'm around you every day and I'll never get into it, I ain't going to say I got to fuss and get crazy and you got to get crazy. But if I always agree with you every day, I don't trust you. One of us fake, and it ain't me, because I'm going to tell you what I feel. If you have a relationship with God and you never get upset at God, you really ain't operating by faith at all. Because faith will put you in a situation that don't make no sense. This lady went outside, walked through the crowd, could have been stoned by walking out the door in the midst of a crowd where it's crowded. She probably bumped elbows with somebody and scared them to death. She's walking in the midst of a crowd. She's passing the high official. She didn't care nothing about what they thought. She walking by faith. I'm sure she was like, God, are you sure? I'm going to keep on pressing. But if he don't heal me, I know I'm going to die today because if I don't die of the disease, they're going to stone me. But she kept on pressing anyway. Hold on, Jairus. I got to give you the Heisman pose right now because I got to get to Jesus. I know you're more important than me, but he about to walk to your house and I know you ain't going to let me in. So I got to get here and I got to touch him and I can't worry about what you think about my conversation with God. He wants to. He, Jesus made her whole. His virtue, power and life was infused into her. And she was saved and made whole. She was, ooh, she had fears facing Jesus because she feared being rebuked. She was wrong. She, she longed to heal. He, Jesus longed to heal the desperate among the people. No person is too dirty for him. 
In fact, the more unclean you are, the more God wants to clean you up. Imagine such a savior. Look at this. Faith is the thing God wants from us. In every, in, 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 the thing that God wants from us is the very same thing a parent wants from a child. Faith and trust. Love and dependence. God wants us to believe and trust him, to love and depend upon him. This is clearly seen through this passage. Look at number one. God responds to true faith. God does whatever good a person asks if that person really believes in him and his power. And amazingly, the request can be in behalf of another person. God will touch, God will touch the life of another person because we pray in faith. See, come on, talk to me for a minute. See, I know you got a lot of people on your bus, but can you put some faith people on your bus too? I know you got some people that'll go with you because they can drop it like a hot and they're good for the party, but you better find somebody that know how to pray and intercede for you because sometimes if you don't have the strength to pray for yourself, you need to find somebody that know how to pray for you. Come on, somebody. You, 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 can, can you talk that? Huh? See, 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 Jesus, Jesus healed the soldier uh, because the centurion interceded on his behalf. The centurion didn't, didn't even see, didn't even go to the house, neither did Jesus. And the soldier probably don't even know that the centurion prayed for him. Some of y'all are out of situation because somebody prayed for you. Your mama prayed for you. You got to come on old school. They had a little saying back in the day, a song that would say, somebody prayed for me. Somebody had me on. On they mind. They prayed for me and they interceded for me. And even when I went and prayed for myself, I need somebody that can pray for me. Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead because of his faith. The hemorrhaging woman was healed and saved because of her own faith. The two blind men received their sight because of their own persistent faith. The dumb man possessed by an evil spirit was delivered and received his sanity because of the faith of others. You got to hang around some people that got some faith. Iron sharp as iron. I ain't got time to hang around no wood. I ain't got time to hang around no rubber. I need to hang around some iron that can sharpen me the way I can sharpen you. I know I've been knowing you for years, baby, but if you don't start going to church and getting in your word, I can't keep hanging with you because when my axe chop your wood, it's just making me dull. I need another axe head beside me, baby, that can help sharpen my praying skill, that can help me walk by faith, that can intercede for me. If you can't pray, baby, I can't be your close friend. I can only be your acquaintance. Y'all got me hyped at 8 o'clock. Our faith is only as strong as the object that our faith is, is, is on, is, is, is put in. Our faith is only made real because of God himself. Christ can do anything no matter what it is, but the question is, will he do it? It always depends on two things. First of all, do you believe? Because if you don't believe, see, I, when people sick, some people, first of all, when you're sick, stop hiding it from folk that have faith. Because sometimes y'all come to me, it be so late, and the prayer got to be so hard, and I know I got to take my time off because I got to pray so hard. 
because you didn't call so late. You need to let people of faith know in the beginning. But your instructions should be, don't you tell nobody else who don't have no faith. If you got cancer, you better find somebody with some faith that can pray for you, that'll know how to keep it quiet, that'll only tell other people of faith and give other people uh, the same directive. I'm going to tell you this, uh, Brother Derek, but you better not tell nobody else because I need somebody with some faith. Now, you can tell Sister Brenda, you can tell Sister Peaches, but you can't tell somebody who ain't got no faith. You can't go tell Ray Ray down the street. You need to go tell somebody that can pray for me. Don't you tell nobody who faith is less than mine. Go find somebody with some faith bigger than mine. I don't need, I can do bad all by myself, baby. If you can't pray for me, I ain't telling you nothing. But I'm not going to sit in here and die alone. I'm going to find some preacher. I'm going to find some psalmist. I'm going to find some Christian. I'm going to find some man or woman of God so they can pray for me. you believe and does your request line up with his word and will can't be out here asking for other four husbands I just had to say that if if it does line up with his word you won't be denied you won't be disappointed you won't be defeated you won't be dejected or rejected you will have the victory. I just, I just, I just feel old school today. I need you to, don't, don't, don't stop for real. I need you to just touch somebody and tell them I have the victory. I don't care about what the rules are. My faith don't care about rules. This cycle is over. These obstacles shall be removed. My faith has made me and my situation whole. If they ask you what is your faith in, you let them know my faith is in the blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. What can wait me, make me white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my part in this I see. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My faith is in the blood, the precious blood of Jesus. Can't nothing stop me. Can't no obstacle stop me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I don't care my enemy come at me like a flood. The waters won't drown me. The Fires won't burn me. I'm going to tell you I can walk on surface. I don't care about being ostracized. I don't care about you lying on me. I don't care about the scandals you think I'm in. All I know is Jesus said, my faith has made me whole. I got faith bigger than a mustard seed. But if I only had faith the size of a mustard seed, I could still move my enemies. I could still move that mountain. I could still move that lump in my breast. I could still move that prostate cancer. I can still move that breast cancer. I can still move my brother out of jail. I can still move. I can still move. I can still move because my faith has made me whole. Your faith has made you whole. Who cares about the rules? Faith don't care about no rules. Ask Joshua. Faith don't care about no rules. Ask Joseph. Faith don't care about no rules. Ask Moses. Couldn't even talk. But led the, the, the Israelites out of captivity in Egypt. Ask Gideon. 300 men 
killed 120,000 Philistines and Amalekites. Ask David. Didn't know how to use a sword, but had a rag and a rock and killed a giant nobody else could kill. Faith don't have no rules. Ask Noah. Even though he was sipping on the E&J, <laughs> his faith said, make an ark in the middle of the desert. It's going to be rain. Nobody has seen rain before, but his faith broke all the rules. His faith made him whole. His faith saved his family. His faith saved humankind. His faith made him whole. As Shadrach, Meshach, and a big Negro, they stepped in the fiery furnace. They thought they would be burned, but their faith made them whole. As the lady that had the issue with her spine for 18 years, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. As the blind men, how can you see? And they'll let you know that their faith made them whole. After the demoniac who was walking in the tombs, he'll say, my people's faith has made me whole. Your faith breaks the rules. Faith don't care nothing about no man-made rules. See, I know women, y'all talk about a Me Too movement. This lady said, me. She didn't say me too. She said, me. I'm going to go because Jesus, Jesus is going to heal me. She didn't say me too. Hold on, Jairus. Your daughter can wait. She just 12. She going to be all right. Hold on, crowd. I know you don't want to touch me, but you better move out my way. Because my faith is about to make me whole. I ain't studying your rules. I know you said stay in the house. I know you said I couldn't touch nobody. I know you said I couldn't touch his, his garment. I know you said I couldn't talk to the priest. But I don't care nothing about no man-made rules. All I care about what God is telling me. And I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I don't care about your hierarchy rules. I don't care about your religiosity. I don't care about your pompousness. I don't care about your hierarchy. I'm going to break the rule because my faith has made me whole. All I need is my faith. I don't need no money. The money will come because my faith is hard for me to work with people that don't have faith. I don't even want to get into the store. I can't look this way because y'all need to go this way. It's hard for me to walk with people that don't have faith because I can't get in a line with them because my mind is not what's leading me. It's my heart and my spirit and my faith. I'm a planned person when it comes to a lot of things, but sometimes God allows me and makes me walk by faith. Where the money going to come from? I don't know. It'll be here. Faith. Sometimes I got the money. Sometimes I don't. But I know if I got the vision, it's going to happen. Faith. Appreciate it.
Faith. Faith going to take me where I need to go. Not you or your mama's opinion. Can I tell y'all something? When people say they say, it's them. See, they be saying, they be saying, Deacon McClendon, they, 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 who is they? You and your wife. You and your husband. But one of the people is you. If you ain't got no name, it's they is you. And I don't care if they is you or they is them or they is your mama, your cousin. All I know is I don't care about your rules. All I care about is my faith. And when my faith tells me to do something, I don't care if I have the money. I don't care if I don't have the money. I don't care if I have the connections. I don't care if I don't have the connection. Because when God tells me to do something that gives me a vision, my faith has made this situation whole. What is God telling you to do? That you need to walk my faith and not my sight. Faith gives you the keys to the kingdom. Your faith are the keys. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith makes you whole. Faith is the evidence of things hopeful, the substance of things not seen. Faith is the evidence and the substance. Faith makes it real. If God told you and he gave it to you and you have faith, it's already there. You just got to pray, thou will be done on earth like it is in heaven. It's already done in heaven. That's why it says in Colossians that he hides your blessing in heavenly places. When you reach up to the heavens and you call your blessings down by faith, It'll call them, cause them to manifest right here on earth. Your faith shall make you whole. Is anyone in here who needs to work on their faith? See, see, that's the thing. You can't have the faith that I'm talking about if you don't know Jesus. Because your faith has to be put in Jesus. Unless you know who Jesus is, you cannot walk by the faith that I'm talking about. Because faith has to be into something or someone bigger than you. Someone that can make all things happen. And God can make all things happen. Why? Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.